So Netflix has just announced that they're introducing a new tier on their platform called Basic with Ads. It's rolling out across several countries in November, and this lower tier is a few dollars less. In this episode, I'm not going to discuss the potential impact that this change will have on Netflix. However, something that I did see on this that was interesting, and I saw this in Marketing Week, was that Netflix's president of worldwide advertising, uh, and I think you pronounce the name Jeremy Gorman, they, they have said that ad inventory for launch uh, in Q1 2023 is already close to selling out with hundreds of advertisers already on board. Gorman also said that the fixed pricing model that's in place for launch might not be representative of the long-term model. So I think we can expect a self-service advertising platform to feature on Netflix at some point in the future. So while in this episode, I'm not going to be focusing on Netflix, I am interested when changes like this happen in big tech and streaming companies, they have a knock-on effect on consumer behavior and advertisers. And so I'm going to be looking at this through the lens of um, how it will impact our jobs as advertisers and marketers. Where I start with changes like this are my principles and philosophies on marketing. And for a long time, I've always followed the advertising principle that where there are eyeballs, there is going to be advertising. I also know that it's common for companies to test ad launches with fixed price models before eventually venturing into self-service platforms. Recent evidence of this is Twitter, Snap, TikTok. They all come to mind as examples where they sign up big brands, sell inventory, test the response, and eventually that works into works its way into some kind of self-serve ad platform. As it became apparent to me that technology was advancing to the point where we could more easily target specific types of users, I guess as personalization and customization of ads improved and we started to use more devices, I accepted that this was going to impact my privacy and that was a price that I was willing to pay for convenience and to use all this new technology. And ultimately, for a long time, I've accepted that any screen or space where our attention is focused is ultimately up for sale. In this specific development from Netflix, the introduction of this lower tier also comes with a privacy trade-off. So users are going to have to provide, I think this is mandatory, that they will need to provide their date of birth and gender to access that lower tier. Again, this is a very clear trade-off of privacy for advertising benefit. I'm really not sure where I stand on the ethics of this. And that's perhaps because I've said I accept this. And it's all I know. I'm of the generation where this is all I know. So social media platforms, device usage, I expect and accept that my information might be compromised, might be accessed. It's a risk that I'm willing to take for convenience. And I value convenience in my life. I feel like I have the knowledge, and perhaps that's because I'm in marketing and I'm interested in technology, but I feel I'm equipped with other solutions if I need them. I know Brave, DuckDuckGo, particularly in that browser space, they're leading the way when it comes to offering privacy-first browsing solutions. And because I know I have that choice, 
I feel like I can't complain. That doesn't mean that I'm right. That just means that that's the position that I feel I'm in. I like to experiment with lots of different services and technology. And because of the close relationship between marketing and technology and being a marketer, I think it would be foolish of me to expect that I'll be able to retain high levels of privacy. So what does this mean for marketers? As I mentioned a moment ago, we've seen self-service advertising platforms introduced in recent years for some major tech companies in Snap, TikTok and Spotify. I think that Netflix's positioning of an ad-free tier is really smart from a price framing perspective, even if it could be considered a little manipulative. Over the last couple of years, they've introduced prices gradually knowing that an advertising solution from them was on the horizon. And so what they're now able to do is use pricing framing to reinforce the idea that we're paying a lower price for an ad-free option and that that's reasonable and it gives the customer a choice. I guess the question is, did we have the choice all along? And I expect to see more examples of this across all products and services, particularly in the streaming space. Uh, as an example, I've shared on this podcast before that I'm a Peloton fan. I'm a digital subscriber. I think Peloton's got in the region of around 3 million subscribers. And crucially, they're another screen in your home. They have your attention on their screen. And I think it's feasible for someone like Peloton as they look for new revenue opportunities that they might consider building their own advertising platform. They've already ventured into several themed events and partnerships in recent years. I also think it brings about new opportunities for specialist marketers themselves. As always, when a new advertising platform launches, it opens up new roles for dedicated marketing specialists. And I think that life might be becoming increasingly more complicated for paid media generalists. As each company launches their own self-service ad platform, that's a new platform to learn. So my advice and what I think about when I reflect on news like this is I think it's more important than ever for paid media generalists to really think about their philosophies and principles when it comes to paid advertising. I know myself that when I frame my work in philosophies and principles and apply that to each marketing discipline, it gives me a lot of confidence in the transferability of my skills. So I think that paid media marketers have to focus on the things that are fundamental and transferable within their skill set. You know, I don't think it helps when you get caught up in the granularity of each ad uh, platform and the changes. Um, you always kind of feel like you're chasing your tail. And I imagine there are a lot of paid media generalists that are looking at Snap, TikTok, Spotify, now Netflix and thinking, where, you know, where does this end? And maybe I'm saying this because I'm in a marketing agency, a managing director of a marketing agency. But if you're a client that's working with an agency, but they don't have experience in a specific advertising platform, um, I'd say not to try not to overlook the transferability of their skills. I think this is also a principle that you can apply if you're managing uh, a team of paid media professionals or you're a manager of a paid media professional in any brand. Don't overlook someone's transferability in, in favor of seeking a specialist straight away for these new platforms. There are transferable skills here. 
And I know for a lot of marketers, the ability is quite exciting to be able to jump into a new platform and apply your skills. It could be quite disheartening if that is overlooked and your the potential transferability of your skills is overlooked. And just another example that I've been thinking about in preparation for this episode was at Google I.O. earlier this year, Google announced an Android feature called My Ad Center. I don't think it's so far-fetched to believe that tech companies and streaming companies might start to use the extent of the privacy that we give away as a way to monetize our data. This is what they said about it at Google I.O. earlier in the year. So later this year, we'll launch My Ad Center to give you even more control over the ads you see across YouTube, Search, and Discover. You can directly control the data used to personalize your ads. You can choose to see more ads from the categories or brands you like. You can also opt to see fewer ads from categories or brands you're not interested in. You'll be able to access My Ad Center through your Google account or directly from the ad. We also know people want to have more control over their online presence to feel safer. Soon, if you find search results that contain your contact details, such as your phone number, home address, or email address that you want taken down, you can easily request their removal from Google search. So I do believe that there's good intent there, but I also don't think it's too far-fetched to see how Google might monetize a privacy feature like that. That's definitely the skeptic in me, the skeptical marketer in me. So I said at the beginning of this episode that Netflix isn't the first to offer uh, ad tiering in this way, to offer a solution like this. But they are a big tech company and it does further reinforce my view that at some point we're all going to have to pay for the extent of ad intrusion we accept and the amount of privacy that we want. I think that major tech companies set behaviours and expectations that have a trickle-down effect uh, on their industries. And whether intentional or not, they have a huge say in consumers' expectations, not only of their own platforms, but topics like privacy as a whole. I do think that we're reaching a point where we're getting to a place where we're being conditioned to pay for privacy. I've said as much in this episode that I accept it. I know it feels wrong, but it's also all that I know. I've ex- I've accepted it because it adds convenience to my life. And I really just don't know if there's a better way for me to achieve the convenience that I want and the privacy that I'd like in my life without having to pay for it. So I'm interested in the thoughts of marketers out there. Are you thinking about this trade-off between convenience and privacy? Are you willing to accept paying for your privacy do you have choices as a marketer that you need to make about the devices that you use the operating systems that you use is it feasible to use brave and DuckDuckGo on a daily basis in a marketing role let us know you can tweet us at site visibility as as always you can also email me scott.colnut at sitevisibility.com this has been the internet marketing podcast take care Are you still listening?